0: Good, evening. Good, evening. Good evening. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, you Thank you. in which local artists interpret personal letters written by culturally vital individuals from various times and New Orleans communities. (coughs) Presented by me, Nancy Sharon Collins, and Antenna. Thank you so much, Antenna, Press Street, and Paper Machine. If you're not already aware, Paper Machine is a new bricks and mortar printing center in Old Arabi, owned and operated by Antenna. It also houses Artist Book Collection, ABC, that officially launches in April, I think. But it's open to the public, I think, nine to five during the week, Paper Machine. And it is a full-service printing facility, and I believe there are discounts for artists and designers. Okay, now you know my name. I am a stationer. Professionally, I create hand engraved personal stationery for private clients. I also spend a lot of time in archives and special collections researching, guess what? Letters and stationery. So, I look at a lot of personal letters. Like a whole lot of personal letters. I find them fascinating. They give us intimate looks into the lives of individuals who otherwise we would have no way of knowing. Usually Letters Read performs historic letters and the readers are local professional actors. But every once in a while, I like to mix things up. With one exception, tonight's readers are all visual artists. Also, the material being read is from an open call for submissions of another form of highly personal correspondence, text messaging. And just for Valentine's Day, these are threads of people engaged in and discussing text dating. Our readers tonight are are one official professional actor, Chris Kamenstein, co-artistic director of Goat in the Road Productions, the fabulous New Orleans Ensemble Theater Group, and they really are fabulous. Fine artist Tom Strider, whose medium is beautiful wash and other paintings, is that a good description? All kinds of paint. All kinds of paint. He is a, he is a fine art painter. And fine art photographer, Wallace Merritt who has the most extraordinary scale of gray tones I have seen in a very long time. The full scale from black and white and everything in between. With the exception, in addition to me taking part in two acts, you may notice that our readers are all men. This was unintentional and it holds no significant meaning that I know of but if you assign meaning to it, maybe you'll let me know. Adam Newman, graphic designer and architect, is our evening intrepid MC. He will introduce each act. There are 11 acts this evening. There's a brief intermission after act five. Everyone is encouraged to refresh their drinks for $2 a piece and to purchase the print version of the last letters read regrets another open call. It was guess what, letters of regret. This is five dollars, and all proceeds go back to Antenna to fund the things like this. Now I and it's won- pretty terrific. Thank you.
1: It was fun being here for that, as in the
0: audience. Jeez. So with that, I will hand it over to the MC.
1: So texting, what surely was intended to be about the coldest and non-nuanced method of communication (coughs) since Morse code, and dating, which I personally came to very late in life. Well, both texting and dating came to. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Um... I met my now ex-wife in the summer of 1988, at the ripe age of 22. We had a long distance relationship. No text, no email, no mobile phone. She moved to New Orleans a year later, partially because she missed me, and partially to piss off her parents. So we never really dated in a traditional sense. We shacked up right away. So jump forward 20 years to 2007 and me single again. And it was definitely no longer the 90s, which was when we kind of had our early portion. Shoulder pads, squarely illegal. <laughs> Friends was replaced by How I Met Your Mother. Two Bushes, and a Clinton, 9 11. Obviously, the internet. And with that, internet dating, another subject, maybe for another event. Online profiles, are pretty fascinating writing. Katrina. Which led to my first texting on a flip phone because there were no cell towers, as some of you will know, in New Orleans. So little old ladies in New Orleans were learning to you know, text like Japanese schoolgirls because that was the only way they could. Um, and just for context, the iPhone was released that same year. So briefly, about a year in, I began to date a younger woman, which I resisted that stereotype promise. She was a master of the medium. Again, this immediate respect for the possibilities of a whole new genre of communication, as you pointed out, with potentials for a whole new humor, timing, intrigue, sexual expression, primarily based on the economy of means, native to the SMS, the short message services, texting is technically known, of only 160 characters iPhone. It was her smile that lured me in, but it was her writing that um, really sealed the deal. So with that, I'm going to step away from my own experiences for for the time being. I'd like to introduce tonight's submissions, which will break, as you said, into 11 acts, some longer, some shorter. Act 1, Between Friends. Uh, This is a brief set of text exchanges between two close female cohorts not actually dating each other. One a psychoanalyst, uh, the other an eating disorder therapist, Makita and Melissa, um, who will be read by uh, Nancy and Wallace. Uh, They're sharing observations about their own dating experiences.
2: Eggs and goat cheese, etc. And we had sex when we got home.
0: Nice. Egg
2: smokes a pipe in the session.
0: Age? Is he attractive?
2: Old and not attractive, but not ugly. He acts really interested in me and understanding. Well, I'm at my cousin's wedding
0: on a goat farm. Do people keep stepping in goat shit with their stilettos?
2: <laughs> Scene two. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting my nose pierced. Do you think I'm too old?
0: No, just do it, do it. Uh, hey. My dreams last night, they had commercial breaks.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: hey. There was a really hot sailor in Starbucks this morning.
2: Whoa.
0: Uh yeah, and
2: Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, from what?
0: Eggnog, probably. Scene
3: free.
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck behind a developmental gate. Intimacy, maturity, being an equal, being, well, accepting Eddie as a human and not an object. That sounds tough. Just the same persistent stuff. Nothing really, really new.
0: Well, thanks for the email, though. You know, I'm up in the lighthouse tower with Oliver drinking wine. Whenever I get tempted to text you-know-who, I'm going to text you instead. Let's hope it doesn't get too steamy.
2: Okay, I'll be waiting. Have you abstained from texting him?
0: No. (laughs) i blocked him completely.
2: He's probably in a trailer park somewhere drinking Kool-Aid and eating Doritos. <laughs> We're at the beach. There are boobs everywhere. Does it mean I have mother issues if I feel like I'm being attacked by them? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking about X. Damn that door opening. Scene four.
0: We're about to leave for upstate New York just Waiting until my damn diarrhea is over.
2: Eat a banana.
0: Won't that make it worse? I want to be empty.
2: No, it's binding.
0: I think it's too late for that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have the premonition that couples therapy may lead us to breaking up. I think it may be why I want to go.
2: What time is your appointment? Do you have time to talk? I have time. 10, 15 to 11. (laughs)
0: No, I'm taking my uncanny class to the Urology Museum. I'm feeling better from bananas though. Thanks for the tip.
2: Great, it's called the Brad Diet. Bananas, rice, applesauce, toast. For irritated stomach, all easy to digest, gentle on stomach, and binding. I'm having a really hard time, really bombarded with fantasies of being with Dr. X. I have no sex drive, but I have a huge one if I could be with him. Why am I doomed to go outside of my relationships to feel that? I haven't even talked to him in a while.
0: Scene 5.
2: I have reservations about the relationship fundamentally, <clears throat> but I think we're both equally willing to engage, so maybe that's enough.
0: But maybe your reservations are at the heart of what's happening now. They'll always be there, you know.
2: Yeah, there are inhibitions that are like part of my core since infancy.
0: Eddie seems both supportive and easygoing. That's a good combination, you know.
2: That's a good point. I'm finding myself seeking reasons to be hopeful. Is it because I really want to be with him, or I want to avoid loneliness? Or the unknown? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Scene
0: six. X said Kay thought there was too much of a power difference in their relationship and wants to see if she can make it on her own. She's moved into a shared lesbian house in Waverly.
2: Oh my, a shared lesbian house.
0: Yeah, X is having a lot of problems with that one.
2: What's her concern, that it's juvenile? Orgies?
0: No. There's no infidelity, just that X is more likely to meet someone else there. They're still in couples therapy, and X thinks they may reconcile.
2: I can understand. I guess Kay feels younger and still has some self-discovery.
0: Scene 7. Did Eddie get down on one knee? Is that the ring you wanted?
2: No. Much better. We're on a romantic weekend getaway in Vermont. I was bathing by candlelight in a big cloth-foot tub in the center of the room. He sat behind me and massaged my hands and slipped it on. Yeah, it's even more beautiful than I imagined.
0: Wow, that sounds like a porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> what are the
4: stones?
2: Black diamonds and
4: black sapphire, rose gold,
2: trying to describe why I like the black stones so much. What do you think about them?
0: There's something magical about the stones. They're dark but reflective things, like a crystal ball, inky, occult.
2: Yes. How are the GI issues?
0: A lot better.
3: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Thanks to a diet of bananas and probiotic drinks. You'll be happy to know that now I'm producing constant (laughs) semi-solids.
2: Such a catharsis. Great.
0: Scene eight.
2: I spent all of therapy yesterday exploring my resistance to writing. Something about the non-immediacy between effect and expression is painful. That's why I like texting so much, I think. I can do it according to impulses. I think I'm a victim of my generation and have gotten used to just text as main mode of communication.
0: Too bad you want to be a writer. Sorry, that sounded snarky. I didn't mean it to be.
2: I want someone else to do the writing part of writing. (laughs) There's a present in the mail for you.
0: Oh no, I hope it's not a vibrator. (laughs) Scene nine. I got a subpoena to testify in a murder case on May 2nd.
2: Exciting. Scene 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tarot, a tarot card reader told me, I sense a bloodlust blood in you.
3: Oh my, what
0: else? Let's be honest, you'll never be a normal person, so why keep trying? <laughs> she was really good. Aha. Uh-huh.
2: At school, I was trying, I was laying in bed last night laughing about the pig and the uterus in your fridge.
0: (laughs) The contractors probably thought we were candles. Scene 11, I've been having diarrhea.
2: Oh no, nerves or eggnog?
0: In the gym bathroom this morning, I've given up the nog. Just my unconscious unloading baggage.
2: Yep, I know it well.
0: Oh man, on the drive down here, I got such a bad attack I pulled off the road at a gas station, but I couldn't make it to the bathroom.
2: Oh no, did you go in your pants or outside?
0: In my jeans, in the car. Not much though, it felt
2: liberating. Is this when you were upset? Remember when I was breaking up with Kevin and poop came out of the bathtub?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, same thing. (laughs) It appears in unexpected places at those moments, the return of the repressed.
2: One of my favorite things. The end. (laughs)
1: Is a handsome, usually suave young gentleman, a commercial photographer. Anastasia is a psychiatric nurse. In what turns into a painful attempt by Kyle to maintain his ordinary smooth demeanor, listen and be amazed as his texts nosedive into an embarrassing downward spiral of dating donuts. <laughs> Oh, by the way, it was really fascinating
5: for me to see all the submissions because some of them are typed out and some of them are just the bubble speech. Yes.
2: Da da da, print. Here you go. <laughs> right. Flattered by the math demonstration. Thanks.
0: I have to say the same. You're incredibly handsome.
2: And I love that saying, moderation in moderation, and use it to the point of playing it out.
0: Thanks, smiley face. Moderation is good, but so is taking risks and being spontaneous,
2: I think. I can't and won't argue with that. Smiley face with tongue (laughs) hanging (laughs) out. So. Wait, that's me. So,
0: so what's got you traveling so much?
2: Work mainly, life's responsibility. Oi, the phone is dying and refusing the tech itself. So it wrecks itself. That's supposed to be work mainly, life secondarily. So you spend your days saving lives?
0: Ha ha ha. I'm a psychiatric nurse, so perhaps you could say I help save people's lives. What do you do?
2: Indeed. When can I get an appointment? I do a lot of things, in fact. Right now, I'm creating sets, music and playlist sets for a producer in L.A., and for a friend's upcoming dance party. Wow, that sounds cool. You want an appointment, Dave. I also cook a lot, eat a lot, too. I keep a diary. Play with my nephews when I get to see them. Have any openings? Let's try to schedule it when personality number 37 is present. That's cool. Sometime
0: next week?
2: This week or next week? It's Saturday and I confuse easily.
0: Ha ha, I understand. What about Thursday, February
2: first? I was going to say about how about coffee tomorrow, brunch time in the rain, but Thursday works too.
0: Oh sure. Uh, I just wasn't sure if you had plans for the weekend already. Is it supposed to rain tomorrow?
2: It is. 90% says the computer. But what's the computer know of weather? and being a freelancer, weekends don't mean much. But thanks for the consideration. Also, if I may ask, where's the photo of you in the red-orange dress from? Or rather, it's a professional photo, yeah? Yeah,
0: it was professionally taken by a friend of mine. I think we were up on Skyline Drive.
2: Your friend and you did a great job. Thanks. As for coffee, it's totally up to you. If you'd rather Thursday, I'm down. If you're up for tomorrow morning, it's down for that too. I tend to prefer to move from the out directly to life as quickly as possible. It's such a murky pool sometimes, this online people shopping thing.
0: I like your term, online people shopping. Haha, <laughs> ha, it's so accurate. <laughs> I actually don't drink.
2: Coffee,
4: but some kind of beverage or brunch? Oh, <laughs> uh.
2: you don't drink coffee. Right. Okay, well, <laughs>
0: uh, okay.
2: What would you, can you imagine if someone were to be serious with that reply? I kind of feel like a few of them exist here in Charlottesville. How about chai, tea, lavender lattes?
0: Ha ha. Hard to tell sometimes if someone's joking or not over a text. By the way, I drink
2: tea. An emoji would have killed the dead panning, no? And I'm glad to hear that. Do you have a place you'd prefer tomorrow? I was thinking Marie Bette, Pie Chess, Snowing in space. Ooh,
0: what's snowing in space?
2: It's a coffee shop on Main Street near J M Stop.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
2: Familiar with that part of town?
0: Yeah, of course. Oh, it must be where the civilian brewery used
2: to be. You got me. It must have been before my time.
0: Ha ha. What about Petit Foy? The Chabine, Blue Brace Grill, somewhere more brunchy, LOL.
2: Oh, you want to brunch commit, eh? Commit? (laughs) Imagine if you hate me, then you have to sit through brunch. Ha ha. Well, I've never been to any of those places, so ladies' choice.
0: Ha ha ha. Actually, oh, what about Fig? I've never been there, and the menu looks good. They start serving brunch at 9.30 a.m.
2: Where's Fig? I haven't heard of that. And fellow morning person are you?
0: It's on the corner next to Boylan Heights and the dumpling place. I am a morning person, usually. The corner as in UVA? Oh, side note, why don't you just text me it's easier and yeah, corner as in UVA.
2: How about Oakhurst Inn? The food is fantastic and it's a compromise, geographically speaking, as I tend to avoid the corner.
0: I tried to avoid the corner, too. Just It just looked good.
2: Oh, good, but I wasn't judging, promise. Uh,
0: uh. LOL. I've been to Oakhurst. I wasn't crazy about it.
2: Oh, I sent her a text, a link to Oakhurst. And I still don't like it. She still doesn't like it. Um, mm, uh, how about we start with tea, and if all goes well, then we'll figure out brunt.
0: Ha
2: ha. Marie Beth, how do you feel about tea and pastries? And if we get along well enough, we can stay for brunt. Let's
0: just go to Waffle House, LOL.
2: Ha ha. Let's back up a bit.
0: What about beer rye?
2: Where do you hang out when you're not hanging out with patients? Home, LOL. With the cats?
0: Nah, just my German Shepherd.
2: Well, Anastasia, we're not good at planning things. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) What's your sign?
0: don't like my suggestions? I'm an Aries. You?
3: Aquarius.
0: Ah, creative. We could always just go back to meeting Thursday now.
2: From Linda Goodman's love signs, Aries and Aquarius (laughs) have this outstanding thing in common. They're both curiously attracted to anything new, until they've extracted all the fun and truth out of it, and then they toss it away. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> ha <laughs> Early dinner? Oh, oh, do, you skip the page. do you have plans to be out tonight? I'm going to an opening around 6, and should be free around 7, 7.30 for a bit before dinner, later tonight with friends. Let's grab a drink if you'll be out and about.
0: Yeah, I'm having dinner with my mom and sister.
2: Early dinner?
0: It's kind of an all evening thingamajiggy kind of thing, LOL. Italian family, what can I say, LOL?
2: You're Italian too?
0: Yeah, half Italian, half Ukrainian.
2: That explains why you're so attractive. <laughs> and I haven't met an Italian since I've moved here from New Jersey.
0: Ha ha and then she says something in Ukrainian that I cannot pronounce. I can't even read it. Yeah, there aren't many of us here in Seville.
2: Oh, senore, le appala Okay, may I be honest? I like being honest, but sometimes people get offended, so I like to ask first.
0: Yes, of course. I prefer people be upfront and honest.
2: Oh, good. Obviously, I find you, in pictures at least, to be very attractive and you <laughs> are. That's why we're talking, right? But we're kind of striking out on a planning, texting thing. I feel like I'm pushing too hard to meet so soon, sorry about that, and we seem to have different tastes in where we like to hang out. So I'm like, conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> then you say you're Italian, and I'm back to being impatient again. And I've obviously had too much coffee today, so apologies for the neurosis with which you probably all are all too familiar. Ha ha. I me to say that I feel like I haven't started this off too well.
0: It's all good. Why don't we just get drinks later
2: this week? That way the whole brunch thing is eliminated. Sounds good. Thanks for rolling my little bit of crazy uh, rolling with. I'm really quite sane. Promise. Ha ha.
0: Rolling with crazy is my job. You don't seem crazy, but we'll see. Wink.
2: Ha ha ha. I'm just really bad at this dating thing because I don't really want to be dating, hence the big friend in my profile, nor just looking for hookups. But for some reason, I just can't be easy with it,
0: And then she just goes like this.
2: <laughs> also, for what it's worth, in the past, I have preferred less typical kinds of dates. I much prefer to go on a walk with your pub or rummage through low vintage or explore some new part of town, the area and the manner that's safe for both of us, but that's just me. I miss living in the city and being able to go on bike rides for the first meetings. So if you'd be down for something like that, cool. If you prefer or feel more comfortable with drink in hand and bar of the elbow, cool too. And with that, I'm going to leave you for the day. Because shit, that's a lot of bubbles on my side of the screen. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, uh,
0: yes, many bubbles. I'm down for atypical hands, but I think I'd prefer to get a drink or something somewhere first.
2: And after all my ramblings, I don't blame you one bit. So we'll shoot for Thursday then. (laughs) And I'll let you tell me where you'd like to go, where you'd be comfortable, and I'll not say a word about it. Smiley face, smiley eyes. Sounds good.
0: Smiley face, smiley eyes.
2: Thanks, Anastasia. I'm looking forward to it. Bon appetito.
0: Likewise.
1: Presenting the divorce. Witness here the rather matter-of-fact and business-like breakup of a marriage between two men. Uh,
3: 10.51 p.m., September 30th, 2013. OMG, lost, alone, under some highway, I'm dead. Honey, don't worry, I'll find you. Where's Tris? She effed me, phone gonna do, die.
6: Go back to the dome, I'll find
3: you. Where are you now? Uh, I'm at Otef and Cleo.
6: Go back to the dome, main entrance, I'm coming.
3: A uh, scared face with tear three times, I'm scared, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Save your battery, go back to the dome. Don't know where to go, OMG. Some <laughs> black guys are coming up to me. Scene <laughs> two.
6: Okay, about to FedEx it back. My attorney, notary, just signed.
3: Ah, okay, I'll let her know. Thanks, uh, smiley face emoji. You got
6: my email? No,
3: I did get the text, though. Maybe it's just a little slow. You sent it to AOL?
6: Yes, sent one Thursday to AOL. I replied to yours. Oh, wow. No that.
3: Just sent a test. Can you reply and see if it comes through? That's odd. I can text. Just
6: was to confirm that I had received the docs. Asked if I could send 750 or $1,000 next week. Then the balance July 1st. Do you have a copy of Kara's billing? Just want to put that with my records. Uh, it's 12:50. My part. Thanks again for doing all this. Just
3: reply. I do. I gave her a $2,500 retainer. As she does work, she deducts for the work slash hours. I get a statement at the beginning of each month. I'll email you the most recent one. And, and sure, send it as you can. Thanks for doing that.
6: Awesome. I'll make it out to you.
3: Uh, okay. Just emailed the scanned statement from her. Thanks.
6: Give me test response. Packet was to be picked up by FedEx at 5.
3: No, didn't see that one, but cool. June 3rd, 2015.
6: Hey, just checking. Did Clara get the package?
3: Send an email, but I haven't heard back yet. I'll call her tomorrow if I don't hear from her tonight. June 5th, 2015. Finally heard back. They got it. Great. June 9th, 2015.
6: Hey, morning. Just sent you a check for a thousand. We'll send the rest next month. I guess everything is all filed and done. Not
3: yet. She's waiting for a court date, and then it will be. They give us an official paper showing it's fine, I guess. Neutral emoji face.
6: Cool. I did one form in blue ink by mistake, and hope that wasn't a problem. Figured she'd call it if it was. Hope you're well. Beautiful day here. Smiley face with smiling eyes.
3: She didn't say anything, so probably fine. It's been a nice year too, not too hot, yet. I'm better, just got clearance from my heart doc for a surgery I had in March for AFib. All better now, smiley face with smiling eyes.
6: Oh wow, I didn't know. So happy to hear you are well. Hope you're taking care of yourself. June 10th, 2015. Let me know when you get the check. I promise it will clear.
3: Smiley face with smiley eyes. Okay, I will, and I have no doubts. August 11th, 2015. Happy birthday. Thank you, Rabbit Emoji. <laughs> <laughs> August 18, 2015. <coughs> Happy birthday. Aw, oh,
6: thanks. Mousy Emoji.
1: Straight urban professionals, John and Tara, living in New Orleans, now engaged. Congratulations. Following are examples of what young straight urban professionals and pretty much all of us exchange via text message every day.
5: Scene one. Tacos for dinner? Sure. I'm going to be late.
0: You may need to eat without me.
5: How late? What's going on?
0: Lesson planning.
5: But, 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 you're not a teacher anymore. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> seem to. Uh, hey, the plans to march downtown seem to be dissolving. Apparently the organizers are attempting to tear down the statue of Andrew Jackson, which we're kinda not down with. So instead we might all go to Hunter's parents' house to swim. <laughs> <laughs> you want you wanna do that? Yeah,
4: what food should I bring? <laughs> I'm going to be late. Scene three. Oh, scene three. I'm going to be late. I'll be home by five thirty.
5: Okay. Internet's back.
4: Cool. Kicking people out of the building is hard.
5: Uh, bear spray.
4: <laughs> Lol. And
5: scene four. Omg, I just got a great setup for a political joke at work, and I can't decide if I should take it. That <laughs> emoji. But I'm- Yes. So, the bank prints these flyers to hand out to mortgage customers that have photos and uh, personal contact info for all the mortgage bankers in a given market. And I got a change order asking me to remove two bankers from one of these flyers. And they happen to be the only two out of twelve who have Hispanic names. Oh no. And I was going to ask if the change order was issued by the Trump administration.
0: I would not
2: email that joke. I like your
1: life. (laughs) Um, This one is entitled, and this will uh, be the last act before uh, we take a little intermission. This is Act Five Not Pals. Kate, a local journalist and essayist here presenting her own work, right? Kate? Welcome. Used to be very good friends with a married couple. There was a pretty obvious dynamic between the husband and Kate, which the wife tolerated. They became like a little alt family, although Kate was at times pretty tortured by the whole situation. Being a writer, The way she worked through it was to write an essay about the whole experience.
4: So uh, the essay that I wrote you can find on Catapult and it's called Pals, the Married Man and Me. Um, This story begins when I give them the manuscript. Saturday, late morning, March eleventh, 2017. Oh, and I have a couple of poems in the beginning just to bridge time for in-person interaction so you understand where we are in the narrative. Saturday, late morning. We are in the air still, him, me, a balcony, and I say the line I've been working up to, so I wrote an essay about our friendship and his face makes an explosion, a long whistling fall than a burst of air this pantomime crash. He asked me if his wife, X, would be upset, and i say, I don't think so. And then he asked again, and I said the same, because she'd always been so breezy to me how not a problem the whole thing was. He didn't want to talk about it after that. I asked if he had questions, and he said, yes, but she should read it first, and then she'll tell me if I should read it. We wiled away our last hours together as nothing. Pulled out his guitar, the spilling of energy. We didn't make any plans or enjoy ourselves. We just avoided goodbye, waiting for her to get home. Saturday, early afternoon, text from the wife to Kate. I don't think it should be a problem to publish. It's not like he comes off bat or anything. Monday, 6 a.m., I stand between two gates, wait for him. I know the second before he idles, I can pick out his engine sound from ambient noise, just like I tell you to start running five minutes before downpour. In the car, quiet, I smell his wintergreen gum, listen to his mouth move. We are halfway through this five-minute ride, dark blue world like the car is in a tunnel, but it's not. And he says, so, I read your essay, his voice still light, almost a joke behind it. Objectively speaking, it's very, very good, and you know you can write whatever you want, but subjectively, I don't think you should have given it to me, and I don't think you should have given it to X. She's very, very upset, and I don't know if she's ever going to talk to you again. Monday morning, 7.30 a.m., Kate to wife. I'm sorry. I really fucked that up with you. I don't know what exactly would have been better, but I'm sorry. I think that you and Y are a great couple, and despite my past feelings, I never rooted for you to break up. I've actually treasured my friendship with both of you, and I believe that you two are better together than apart. I'm sorry, the truth is that I did struggle with feelings for Y, but in the end I saw that not only was he happily married, but that you two were a far better match than he and I could ever be. I meant for the essay to be about stories and the ones that we tell ourselves to get through tough times. I'm really sorry about everything. I'm sorry that I hurt you and that I also put you in a very unfair position and also that I made you feel like you couldn't trust me. I will respect your decision if you want space and don't want to talk to me, but I am here and care about my individual friendship with you and will work to repair it if you give me the chance. She never replies. So that's March 13th. Skip ahead to April 16th. I send a group text to both of them. Happy Easter slash Passover slash Gay Parade Day. I'm thinking of you two and hope you are well. They don't reply. That's April 16th. Next text, me to the husband, April 23rd. I'm sad about this, but ready to move forward. Let's figure out a way to exchange stuff soon. The next night, he responds, You may be ready to move on, but we are still incredibly hurt by your actions and how you still don't seem to understand how hurtful you were to ex and to me and how disrespectful you were to our marriage. One text message apology that misses the mark completely is not enough in our opinion. And now, instead of wanting to do more, you text about getting your stuff back. You basically told ex that you hoped her husband would cheat on her and you told me you'd hope that I'd cheat on my wife. That's not something that can be forgiven with a text message and a happy Easter two months later. We're going to leave those people now, and uh, <laughs> they're unpleasant. Um, so this is three months later, and I'm still kind of getting over this trauma of people just dropping me like that. And this is me talking to a lawyer friend of mine. I start. Last night, I hung out with a cool badass poet who was like, yeah, I loved your essay because I had an affair too. Ha ha ha, Wow. Yeah, I said some BS about how I didn't think total destruction of the relationship was guaranteed, and then she was like, so why did you write it? And I said, because I had to get out of there. Yes. And she said, sometimes we burn down the house to make ourselves leave. And also my read on him is that he's totally manipulative and his wife hated seeing the true him. Also the usual, women women tend to take emotional affairs even harder. I will add that it may not be overt manipulation, like not intentional, but negligent. He liked the attention. He also conflated emotions, friendship, and flattery. I'm torn as to whether my story is going to be that he was in love with me or not. I'll be honest. I think there are degrees of love. He was not in love with you in the way that is honest, open, committed, willing to make decisions for or with that person, willing to set oneself aside for the other, turning to only that person in life's lowest moments. Totally, results are results. Uh I think he abandoned your company, enjoyed your company in a way that abandoned platonic spheres. He liked the attention. He loves your personality and sense of humor. He enjoyed seeing you and looked forward to it. He probably liked the way his wife bristled on the inside. You called him out, his ego is bruised. And when reality hit him on the head and X expressed her pain and angst and insecurity, he retreated to the true version of love, of marital love, of the need to mend and maintain all normalcy with the person you have chosen to make decisions with, no matter who you destroy or abandon in the process. That is the true seedy side of marriage, the singularity of your motivation and decision making. It's a good story. I buy it. <laughs> I can say this is a married person. I mean, really, that's what I need, you know? I need a few things to tell myself when I get upset. Reminders. There are times in marriage you feel meh. You get restless, you hate the day-to-day, you hate the restrictions on free movement. Monogamy can feel boring. But then the moment she gets real life events, a glimpse of losing that person, a moment when you just need comfort, all that matters is your husband or wife. As you know, when real life happens, you cut out the bullshit, you whittle down to what matters. And it may mean that true, meaningful, amazing friendships have to be cut too for the sake of the spouse. So the poet also told me, let go, you are thinking X needs you in a way that she doesn't. You are projecting on her based on what your ego needs. I bet he's in mourning. He's likely turning to X and focusing on her to cope. That is an interesting point, read the poet. I think you are still thinking that you are in a best friend role, that it is about you. It is about them, and each other. Two minutes pass. Truth is that is fucked up, what that means for you, how dispensable you must feel. None of it is right, the wreckage. I will stop hurting, eventually. The hurt is real and it is wrong. It is their self-preservation in a way that destroys a piece of you. I'm so sorry, you have to feel that. I'm sorry what they did to you, happy abandoned you. And this is the last piece and it's a huge joy of mine because I actually sent these submissions to my best friend who lives in Seattle and then she read that last conversation and immediately texted me about it. Um, so she starts here. And it's true, he didn't like that you called him out. I think you were supposed to be silent and desperate for him and he was supposed to be kind and generous, God. Natalie, the look he gave me on Saturday was so epically petty. When you pointed out the dynamic, it undermined his whole self-perception. He wanted to see himself as big, but his behavior was actually quite small the whole time. Yes! And I do think he was probably arou- aroused by his wife being provoked, both pre- and post-essay. Of course he was! And your goal was to be unrequited, girl. I do feel bad for her, and I know she hurt you. I'm so glad I got to rip his leg off. But her role sucks here, too. He's pathological. I feel bad for her, too. I've tried to be as kind as possible. She wants nothing of it. Yeah, I'm sure it's not cool to face that your husband is an insecure and weak user. You know, this reminds me of the moment when I kind of figured out who T was, and it actually wasn't when he was abusive to me. It was when he told a story about putting gross things in in his mouth in front of people, and I remember thinking, Jesus, this man has been so desperate for attention his whole life, he's basically a monkey masturbating and throwing his shit just to get people to look at him. Still took me a while to get out of there after that, but these are not good traits. And yes, you really like attention, but like for funny stories. I know, crazy how you can know things, and it still doesn't matter. I think the reason the wife was okay with it for so long was that I relieved her; she didn't have to hear as much about his anxieties. Yeah, he's probably one of those guys who ends up like only maternal-type women, same category of man who end up with thirty-five-year-olds when they're twenty-three. I don't care for him. I just need to stay a grown up and not get into a screaming Mardi Gras fight with him. (laughs) Um, But this is a thing. Story better told over the phone, and I have some friends, and I love them. Again, I used to love to beat up the playground bullies. And their marriage works, but I think it works because she's like his mom, and that's like a harsh characterization, but also like, oh, the organized one. he's a child. That dynamic starts to feel gross when she seems to need that identity, and yes, you do things for each other in the relationships, but I think those roles shouldn't be so fixed. I'm glad that I'm less attached now. Well, he's more gross with distance, and she feels more trapped to me. I feel like he stabbed her with his own umbilical cord. You mean, yeah, I'm sure by now she's earning at least like 35 a year, but she was earning $12 an hour for the longest. Wait, cord, how do you spell cord? Jesus, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I know, she loves him, but also not a ton of independence. Okay, well, we are right and he is grotesque. That yeah. is all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> With that, we will take a brief intermission, refresh yourselves, $2 pop, don't forget to buy a $5 of red regrets, and we will reconvene. oh, and mark the calendar, March 23rd for the next installment of Letters Read, The Luck of Friendship, Tennessee Williams Letters to publisher and intimate friend James Laughlin at La Petite Theatre, part of the Tennessee Williams Literary Festival. (laughs)